Welcome to Refocus. I'm your host, Trevor Wilson. This is a podcast of Sunday school lessons that I've taught, some sermons that I have preached. Uh, I have various guests at different times. Uh, Basically, the, the whole idea is to just kind of refocus back on the Word of God, going back to those Bible stories, studying the scriptures. Let's just, just kind of get out of ourselves, out of our own thinking, and go back to the Word of God and see what He has to say. I love those old Sunday school lessons when we were kids. We seem to have gotten away from some of those, just the bare bones bottom of what the Word of God, the meat and potatoes, if you will. So I hope you enjoy it and pass along and share. Now, let's get to the lesson. Hope you guys can all hear me pretty well. Um, we, uh, we're going to be in Psalm chapter 100, verses 1 uh, most of the time. Ooh, Sunday school at the lake, that'll be fun. Um... We're going to talk that that whole chapter right there. Psalm 100 is just five verses. Uh, The reason I'm doing that is, like last week, I told you we were going to talk about hymns and kind of the background of either the people or of the hymn itself, why it was written. Um, This week, um, I'm not coming out of the book. This week, what I decided to do was I picked a song that we are actually going to be singing Sunday morning. All right, It's called, He Keeps Me Singing. That's going to be the, the hymnal that we're singing. You'll see it on Facebook Live. And I thought it'd be kind of cool to talk about one of the songs that we're actually about to sing. To kind of get back into the idea that worship means something um, and that... Uh, it, it, it elevates us towards the sermon, right? It brings us all together. Um, the idea of the music and the fellowship and, and you know, the, the songs coming together, that's why the words are very important. Um, hello, Miss Trina. So, you know, we want to make sure that as we build this worship that it's going somewhere and it's leading us up to the sermon, um, what God has prepared the pastor to preach that morning or evening. And so I want to cover a hymn, like I said before, it's because he keeps me singing. Now, this particular hymn uh, is near and dear and close to where we all live. All right, It was written by, uh, the words were written by a guy by the name of Luther B. Bridges. Um, he lived in 1884, passed away in 1948. Um, he's a educated man. He was educated at the College of Ash- Asbury College in Wilmore, Kentucky. All right, so he's actually from Kentucky, uh, the college. He pastored and was born and raised um, in the area of Georgia and North Carolina. All right. So he pastored in both Georgia and North Carolina. If I remember correctly, he was born in North Carolina. All right, so he is close by, right? This is not a Europe guy. This is not some uh, some other country. This is, he he went to college just right across the river right here, okay? I don't know if any of you guys know where uh, Wilmore, Kentucky is, but there's a college there, and from what I understand, it's still there. 
That's where this guy graduated from. He was also a missionary later on in his life um, to Belgium, Czechoslovakia, and Russia. All right? So here we have a southerner, uh, a southern pastor, preacher. He pastored. Uh, he put on revivals. Uh, his father was a big revivalist, uh, evangelist, if you will. And so he traveled all around the south um, holding these revivals and, certain, and, and preaching and then later on pastoring. Um, so the story, his story is goes that um, he was invited to preach a conference in Kentucky. All right, so they were putting on this big conference. This con conference lasted over two weeks. All right, so he was preaching at it. Uh, in order to go, uh, he had a wife and he had three boys. All right, so he, what he did was his father-in-law came and they were. I don't know if he if they came. Um, some of the stories say that he came and took care of them, or they went to him. Either way, he left his family um, in the hands of his father-in-law, okay? So he goes off and for this ten, this two-week conference, preaching conference, revival or, or whatever, um, and, and apparently it's just fantastic. They have a really great uh, two weeks for the services. So what happens uh, at the end of, of it, in fact, the very last day He's finishing up, and he's heading back to wherever he's heading back, and he receives this phone call, right? So he's he's super excited. That night, they said, was a, a, um, a super excited. He says he was excited to be called to the telephone. He couldn't wait to tell his wife about all the blessings, right? So this guy is super excited coming off of this uh, revival or this conference meeting, if you will. And he wants to just spill it to his wife and tell him all the great things that he's seen God do and all the wonders uh, and, and seeing how God moved. Sadly, the phone call was was not a good phone call. Um, it was not his wife, nor was it his father-in-law, but it was news that his the house that they had been in had burnt down, had caught fire and burnt down. To make matters worse, his family, wife and boys, and the father-in-law all perished in this particular fire. So here you have a man that is away from home and is preaching this revival who is doing God's work and back home tragedy strikes. Now, it's not said when exactly he wrote this song. Was it before all this happened? Was this after what had happened? Not, I can't really pin that down. But what I do know is that in his lifetime, he wrote this song, this song about He Keeps Me Singing, all right? He continued, now, depressed, saddened, distraught, heavy-hearted, whatever terminology you want to use 
This man lost his family. In all accounts, I can completely understand just the giving up. But he didn't. I'm sure he took his time to grieve. I'm sure, and that's not anything you ever get over, right? This is something that his heart carried with him for the rest of his life. But even through this horrific tragedy, the losing of his wife, the losing of his children, the father-in-law, losing this uh, of this tragedy, he still continued to preach. He still continued to pastor. He still continued to go on to mission work. Luther didn't give up. He took this tragedy, dealt with it the way that he knew how, but he kept on moving. He kept on pressing forward in the calling that God called him to. Now listen, it's not just preachers and pastors that have to push through and deal with tragedies. You know, there are 10 or 11 of you right now in this in, in here and, and many more that may listen later on that have in the past dealt with may currently be dealing with and in the future may deal with a tragedy or more how we deal with that determines the type of person we are and it all comes down to perspective that's kind of what I want to get into today. I want to talk to, we're going to, like I said, Psalm chapter 100 is where we're going to be. I want to talk about perspective. Perspective, the terminology or the definition of perspective will be, um, as a noun, a part of that is a particular attitude or way of regarding something. All right, um, A point of view. How do we choose to see situations? All right now, I completely understand that, especially in 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 Luther's situation, that his emotions would just take complete completely over, and and that's expected. The loss of family members. The idea is that. We need to learn how to react to all these situations. What do we focus on? How do we get through what we're going on? How can we control how deep and dark it takes us? How far away from God it pulls us? We can react straight to the negative. Now, listen, we've been dealing with this new sound equipment. Um, just in a matter of a couple weeks, I've had to figure out how to do um, streaming software, um, computers that don't quite handle what we're trying to do, uh, a brand new board. Brother Dean's been helping me with that, um, learning a brand new board. Kelvin was there for a while with that. Uh, and then coming home, trying to figure out this new software for, for live streaming. And you want to talk about reacting crazy, all right? My head is about to pop. And I just feel like I'm on edge. Every little thing. I was working earlier today trying to get one of my older laptops to be able to stream. And I had put together these cool graphics and this countdown for our Sunday school lesson. 
And don't you know it, it decided that the audio portion of it just didn't want to work. I couldn't pick up any volume. It looked fantastic, but I couldn't get any audio. And I, I really had to check myself. Luckily, it was, you know, I, I, it's a super old computer. I think it's finally had it. Um, I, I did gently try to tap it once or twice to see if that would help. Um, it did not. Just let me tell you, that did not help. Um, tapping a computer typically doesn't help fix it. Not really sure why that is, but it doesn't, all right? Knee-jerk reactions typically are a strong reaction that can cause other people to act differently. We're living in a time and, and age that, you know, there's negative activity. There are people that aren't reacting at all. And, and then there are, are people that are acting too cautious. Um. There's not a right way or a wrong way if as long as the way we act is Christ-honoring, okay? We've got to make sure that even in our hard times, God gets the glory. Um, there has to be some sort of balance. Now, what we have to be careful of is our emotions um, gets the best of us. And we fall upon this heart, the, this heart, and we believe into this, this heart but Jeremiah 17, 9 tells us, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? We can't know how our heart's going to react sometimes. All right? Sometimes what aggravates me, Lori can walk right through. What frustrates you may not upset others. You know, we've got to... Learn how to handle particular situations the God-honoring way, the right way. Um, Mark 7.21 tells us, it says, uh, this is Christ speaking, for, for from with, out of the heart of men, proceedeth evil faults, adulteries, fornications, and murders. Listen, our thought processes and out of our hearts aren't necessarily always the right decision the first time. Uh, sometimes they tell you that you need to stop and think and react. Well, uh, that's exactly what you're saying. Our natural sinful self's reaction will be deep, dark places. Now, let me preface this by saying being heavy hearted, being sad or, or, or even being depressed, I by no means is saying that that is evil, okay? Because it is not. That is how we are reacting to the particular situation. And this, in, in, in Brother Bridges' situation, when he wrote that song, um, one way or the other, when, when he reacted to his family, uh, losing his family in, in the fire, listen, him being sad and depressed for ages... It's not evil, okay? What I'm talking about is if we allow our hearts are to drag us away from God in those situations, that, that is what is evil. Um, it's natural to have those reactions, but long-term, down the road in our spirit, it must keep us from living a lie from our heart. Um, we must mix that time with prayer. 
growing closer to God, we must learn how to control. It's, it's not so much our action, but our reaction. I've talked about that before in class. We need to learn how to think first um, and work through these type of situations, whatever the, whatever the problem is. What I want to offer is in Psalm 100 verses 1 through 5, um, those are the verses that are attributed to this particular song. And so I want to kind of walk through um, a way here to bring our perspective back to a viewpoint of focusing on Christ. Okay? Because that's exactly what happens in every situation. We, at some point, make the choice to either focus back on God and just dig in and, and work through these hard times. Or get totally wrapped up and enslaved in the emotions to where it drives us into a, a, a pit of uh, um, sadness, depression. Okay, where that controls our life, where our family falls apart, our friends don't see us anymore, our children are left aside. Um, you know, we still must work through what is going on. I'm not saying you can't be sad. Um, there's nothing wrong with missing lost ones. There's nothing wrong with feeling the heartache of lost jobs or unable to pay your bills. But how our perspective on the situation is what separates those of us who call ourselves children of the king and those that are children of the devil. Okay? So the very first verse, chapter 100, or chapter 100 verse 1 of Psalm, tells us to make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Alright? First thing is, make a joyful noise. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. I understand that in your heart, in, in Brother Bridges' heart, the idea of praising God while he's grieving the death of his wife and children is probably the farthest thing from his mind. But we know by his actions that he continued to preach and share the gospel, which is his way of praising God in the hard times. You see what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying we walk around, thank God that my uh, these sisters, but right across the street uh, a week or so ago, a uh, house caught fire and they're not living in it anymore. I don't know how God can get the glory to that. I don't know what can become of that situation. Their whole life is turned upside down. But make a joyful noise. We must praise God in the hard times. Keep that relationship tight. All right. Keep building that. Keep praising God for what what uh, He has done for us. The pain will tear us apart, but the praise will bring us back. Never stop looking for a reason. If you're having a hard time figuring out a, a reason to praise God, then dig back into your word. Look for reasons daily, every single day. I know that we're all stuck in our homes. Uh, you, you're not allowed outside. What is there to praise God? How do we do that? Well, maybe that means we bring back Bible study with our children. Right? That pleases God. Maybe we need to bring back prayer time with some of our friends. Get on that phone, right? 
call up some friends and, and say, hey, let's have a little prayer time, right? Um, watch parties on the Facebook for the church, right? Find ways to praise God in our hard times, right? So Psalm 1 talks about that. The second verse says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. This one's tough. The first thing that we do when we go through a hard time is we want to pull away from God. We want to retreat back into ourselves. But what is Psalm here telling us? It's telling us to serve the Lord with gladness. Now that's going to be tough because we're going to be as sad as we have ever been. We're going to go through these hard times and our hearts are going to be depressed and our hearts are going to be heavy laden. Don't stop serving God. Don't stop giving back to Him in some sort of capacity. Take this time to draw closer. Listen, when I'm teaching in this particular moment here, especially when I am able to preach, and to be honest, uh, when I'm not angry at the new equipment, when I'm sharing, when I'm running the sound, I feel like this with God. I really feel, especially like I've, I've mentioned it before on the pulpit. It's like I walk up and I plug right into the power uh, of God. Not that not, not I can do any miracles or anything like that, but just that closeness, that oneness. When I am working for God in the ministry, that he has led me into, there is nothing more gratifying than that right there. And, and let me just say, if you don't have a ministry, and I don't, I don't care what it is, people are called to be door knockers. People are, are, are led to be uh, 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 greeters. Um, you, you know, Brother Rick and Tom, they do a lot of work around the church uh, that is a necessary skill. People see that. That is needed. Uh, not everyone can be preachers and teachers, right? We need those dedicated attendees, those prayer warriors. Listen, I need your prayer constantly on a regular basis when I'm preparing my sermons or, or my lessons that, that I'm giving to you what God would have me share to you. Um, so there are many capacities of which you can serve, but God says, serve and serve with gladness. Put a smile on your face. No one wants to see a sad Christian. The world looks at us and thinks, oh, you're a bunch of sadness. The song is entitled, He Keeps Me Singing. When a person is super happy, you'll hear them hung, hum, hum a tune, sing a little melody, right? In their car, you, you know, they're all jamming in the car and excited. When people are happy, they're bouncing and, and moving around. We should be serving God with gladness even in the hard times. We must press forward and, and, and serve the Lord and serve the Lord with ministries, uh, with gladness. Do not pull away from God in this situation. That's the first thing the devil wants for us is for you. If you're strong with God, listen, I, I'm not going to tell you that God's going to take that pain out of that heart. All right, because he doesn't. I'm just going to tell you he doesn't. I've gone through hard times, 
and, and, and it still hurts me. It still saddens me. But you know what? I'm at peace with it. Because I focused on, on what God was doing. You must focus on Christ. Serve Him. And He will give you the peace. The next one there is verse 3. Uh, verse 3 says, Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us. And not we ourselves, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. This is know that he is God. We we sometimes forget how powerful of a God we serve. You know, we get to woe is me, how am I gonna get through this? How am I gonna make this bill? We we serve a God that spoken to existence the world we live in. Now I'm going to get to preaching here for a minute. All right? We are the children of an almighty king. Right? One that is coming back on a cloud one day to retrieve us and take us back home. And yet we're sitting here on earth all worried about a covid virus, afraid to get our hands a little dirty because of what the world is trying to tell us. Now listen, our reactions must be make sense, right? We must need to handle the situation properly. But ultimately, God is in control. We, we focus on what makes sense to do, right? We be responsible in this situation. We follow the rules, the law of the land, to, to the point that it's not exceeding upon the laws of God. But should we fret? Know that he is God and that he can heal us and he can take care of this. And whatever the situation is, whatever the hardship, what, what Brother Burgess was going, Bridges was going through when losing his family, he still knows that God is God and that he was a child of the king. God made us, which tells us we have a purpose. We're not just some goo that crawled up out of the waters for people to do whatever they want. We serve a king that gives us purpose in our lives. Know that he is God. Be happy and joyful and, and glad tidings. Know we are his children. We watch out for our children. You watch out for your children. Do you not think God would not be there with us through our time of need? Now, he's not going to take the hardship away every time. But you know what? He's going to be there with us as we walk through that hardship. And he's going to give us the safety that we need, that he, he feels that we need. He's going to give us the peace and the decisions that we need. God's there for us. But we must remember in our hard times, number one, that he is God the all-knowing God, the almighty God of all creation. Verse 4, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Now this is talking about the old temple, right? Enter his courts with praise, enter uh, with thanksgiving, into the courts, uh, the gates with thanksgiving, courts with praise, right? Fast forward to today where, where we don't have temples, we have churches. Listen, stay in church. Now, right now, churches via online. And if you feel safe enough to come on out. 
But when all this is over with, is if your dedication to the house of God has not been what it's supposed to be, you need to renew that right now. This needs to be the time that you're getting back with God. Focusing back on your studies, your readings, your prayer life. Get back in touch with that relationship with God. Be part of. Listen, we are called to be an assembly. We assemble together as children to comfort each other. When I'm having a hard time, there's nothing greater than one of you guys walk up and pat me on the back and says, I'm praying for you, brother. We're here for you. This whole situation with Lori and everything that was going on, and even prior to that with my daughter, I felt the prayers. Lori feels the prayers. Our church family has been there for us. We are called to be a blessing to others. And this is saying you enter into into the gates with thanksgiving. Walk and thank God. For all the many blessings that he has given to you. Yeah, you're going through a hard time. Bad things are happening. But God's still watching out for us. He's still taking care of us. He's still looking out for us. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. And you do all of that by coming to his house. And worshiping God in all that he is in his glory. Lastly, the last verse before I read to you the hymn is verse 5. We do all of this. We do all four of these steps as we're going through these hard times. Remember in verse 5, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. He has not forsaken you. In this time and hour of need, our God has not forsaken you. He is unable to do so. Listen, it says that our Lord is good. He is mercy and everlasting. He is incapable of walking away from you. He is incapable of leaving you on your own. He is incapable of taking care of you if you are where you need to be. He is unable to not be good and merciful. God keeps his word. He is Lord. He is good. And he is merciful. Brothers and sisters, classmates, I'm telling you that I don't care the day or the hour or the tribulation that we are going through. How our God is good. How our God is merciful. And our God is everlasting. And I promise to you, if you stay focused, if your perspective is that of one who is making a joyful noise, one is serving with gladness, one that recognizes and and keeps in their mind that God is king and that we stay focused on serving him and his church, I promise you, he will never leave us alone. Brother Bridges wrote this song. Before or after, I do not know when he wrote this song. But I do know that even if it was before this tragedy, after this tragedy, he stayed serving God. He stayed preaching. And he did so because like the name of the song entitled, He Keeps Me Singing. 
So here's the song. Tomorrow morning, the one hymn that we will be singing when we live stream, if I wrote it down correctly, will be this song, He Keeps Me Singing. The lyrics are of this. There's within my heart a melody. Jesus whispers sweet and low. Fear not, I am with thee. Peace, be still in all of life's ebb and flow. Jesus, 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 oh, the sweetest name I know. Fills my every longing, every longing. Keeps me singing as I go. All my life was wrecked by sin and strife. Discord filled my heart with pain. Jesus swept across my broken strings, stirred the slumbering chords again. Feasting on the riches of his grace, resting neath his sheltering wing, always looking on his smiling face, that is why I shout and sing. Though sometimes he leads me through waters deep, trials fall across the way. Through sometimes the past seems rough and steep. See his footprints all the way. Soon he is coming back to welcome me. Far beyond the starry sky. I shall wing my flights to worlds unknown. I shall reign with him on high. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Sweetest name I know. Fills my ever longing. And he keeps me singing as I go. So I'm going to end with this. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you've been through. And I don't know what you're going to go through. And I can't promise it's going to be easy. I'm sure it's going to be really hard. But I can promise you. That if you keep your perspective focused on Christ. And you read and you keep take to heart Psalm 100. That he will keep you singing. Everywhere you go. You guys just love the Lord. Serve him with happiness and gratefulness. And he will take care of us, I promise, one way or another.